Hey everyone, welcome back to the Rush Student Ministry Podcast. Preston and Sadie Keller are here with you. We're so glad that you have tuned in. This is officially episode one of season two. We are excited to have you with us. And hey, before we get started, we want to tell you about Rush Student Conference. Unfortunately, it was canceled in 2020, but we are back in 2021 on November 12 and 13, Lancaster, Ohio. We've got some awesome speakers, some awesome surprises for you guys. So just put it on the calendar. It's going to be an awesome conference. We back. We back. And really, this uh, podcast and everything under the Rush brand, it all started with the student conference. So we're just excited to uh, be back in action. Hey, we've got an awesome episode for you. Uh, One of our favorite people in the world. Mm -hmm. He is um, just an awesome guy. Husband to Linda. Father to Melinda and Kendra. Like, we haven't said his name yet. We're just leaving people (laughs) on the edge of their seat. He's Reverend Jim Poitras. Um, He has extensive experience as a missionary to Africa and is currently serving in St. Louis, Missouri as the director of AIM and Next Steps uh, and Short-Term Missions uh, for the UPCI. In this episode, Reverend Jim Poitras talks about being a global Christian, having a global mindset in our youth groups, and much more. Yeah, we think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Reverend Jim Poitras. We're so excited to uh, be sitting here on a new episode of the Rush Student Ministry Podcast with Reverend Jim Poitras. Brother Poitras, so glad to have you with us. How are you doing today? I am doing super great now that I get to speak to the one and only Preston Keller. (laughs) I don't know about that, but. Uh, so glad to have you here, and we we uh, just got to see each other in person at a wedding reception a couple weeks ago, and uh, it felt good to gather with people again. It did. Yeah, it was great to see you, and, and uh, Sadie got to meet you, and she already knows and loves Melinda, your daughter. So um, for our listeners to know, I graduated from Bible college with both of your daughters, Melinda right. and Andra. Melinda and I, it took us four years to graduate, but Kendra showed us up, knocked it out in three, mm-hmm. and uh, and you spoke at our graduation. It was an honor. Yeah, that, was, that was awesome. Well, um, for those who uh, don't know maybe what the AIM program, short-term missions program are from the UPCI, um, as the director, would you mind just uh, from the outset here uh, explaining what AIM is and why it exists? Well, AIM is very personal for me because I started out with missions on the AIM program. Uh, My wife was the first official AIMer that we had under that program. There were other short-term missions programs that we might have had in the past, but the AIM program uh, was established by brother and sister Rodenbush, and so thankful for that. AIM is one of the many short-term missions programs that we currently have. We like to say that we are providing multiple pathways to the harvest, and AIM is the oldest. It stands for Associates and Missions, and it refers to people, young and old, single and married, uh, that go overseas for a short term, usually a minimum of two months, a maximum of a year, but there are those that renew year after year. And there could be people on the AIM program that have been on AIM for the last 10 years. 
So AIM is one of the short-term missions programs that we have. Of course, the short-term mission starts with youth ministries, UPCI Youth Ministries, and Sunitha Clayton and the team there with Apostolic Youth Corps. And then it kind of moves into what we call Next Steps, which is also done in community and then goes on to AIM or Associates in Missions. And that's more uh, one or two people going to work with a missionary somewhere in the world, basically free in the hands of the missionary so that he or she could continue their work and also for the AIMer to be involved in the kingdom. So that's basically a little bit about the AIM program. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it it starts with uh, yeah AYC for our students and Sunitha. She's been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. and uh, and she's also been to um, Rush Student Conference and had an AIM booth or a, excuse me, an AYC booth set up. Uh, so that's that's awesome. So today we're kind of talking about how to think global, and uh, as you know, our, our audience is primarily youth pastors and and the youth workers. So they're dealing with a group of students, middle schoolers, high schoolers, um, young adults, and college students. Um, But before we kind of continue to dive into that, you mentioned a little bit about your personal mission story. Um, So uh, tell us about that. I didn't realize your wife was the first uh, aimer. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of days before you were born, or just about anybody else that will listen to this podcast episode. Uh, I went to AIM in Nigeria, in West Africa. I actually met my wife on the mission field. I come from Canada. She comes from Southern Alabama, about 12 miles north of the Florida state line, where her dad pastored. Uh, We didn't meet on our first trip to Nigeria on AIM, but we did meet, I think it was the second trip, Uh, came home, got married in Alabama. Uh, She took me back to the mission field about three weeks later and kept me there uh, for a number of years, totaling about 28, almost 29 years between Nigeria and also Ghana, where we ministered. Uh, Both Melinda and Kendra, our daughters, were born here in the States, but taken back to the mission field when they were about seven weeks old. So from the time of seven weeks, right to the time that both of them would have attended Indiana Bible College. Missions was basically all that they knew. So they weren't coming home to attend IBC. They were actually leaving home, Mm -hmm. leaving the mission field to go ahead and attend IBC, which was a great experience uh, for both of them, thanks to people like you who made them feel so welcome at IBC. Mm. So yes, I started on AIM, uh, got married on AIM. Uh, We were appointed in 1985. We were probably married about a year. I was about 25, a little bit under 25, when we were appointed as what we call missionaries, uh, now called career missionaries. So that's Mm. a little bit of our story. Wow, that's so awesome. It's, uh, It's in the blood, huh? Yes, I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the AIM program, um, let's talk about uh, for our youth pastors um, as they look into their youth groups. A lot of our youth pastors think, thank the Lord, we're uh, gathering in person again. We're with our youth groups. We can have those classes and services uh, on a weekly basis again. So we're um we're teaching and preaching and praying with students, all of that again, talking about calling, identities. 
Um, how can, is there any way that we can help um, a high schooler or a young adult kind of prepare um, for global missions if they feel that call? Well, we do give a great amount of honor to our youth pastors that may be listening to this podcast episode. Of course, everything rises and falls on the pastor of the local church. Hmm. And every missions-minded church is actually pastored by a missions-minded pastor. Hmm. And your church is one that's a great example of that, both through your dad, your mom, your sister, and of course, you and your wife. When it comes to the youth pastors, I would say that the youth pastors are our ambassadors. And I think it's very good that youth pastors have a clear understanding, not only of our programs or pathways to those programs, but some rudimental things when it comes to global missions. Uh, I think that the statistics tell us that most people actually receive a call somewhere between the age of 14 to 19. Mm. So when you're dealing with youth, that's the group that you're specifically targeting. So most will receive that call between 14 and 19. Sometimes some are younger. And then there's this question, what do I do with the prompting that the spirit has given me when it comes to global missions? I personally think that it's good when we deal with young people to go ahead and portray a proper understanding of what we're trying to get them involved with. That when someone comes to you or comes to a youth pastor or comes to a pastor and they feel like the spirit, the Lord has spoken to them about global missions in particular, we're not necessarily saying that the individual, the young person is called to a lifetime of involvement as a global missionary, Hmm. a full-time missionary. And I was very careful with what I said there, Brother Preston, because I do feel that young people are called to a lifetime of involvement with global missions. And there's a difference between an involvement with global missions and a call to be a global missionary. Hmm. So I like to tell people And when it comes to these short-term missions programs, these are ways that we basically get our feet wet when it comes to missions that you feel like you've got a call to missions, go ahead and try it out. Go to AYC, go to Next Steps, go on AIM, go on the Associate Missionary Program, uh, go ahead and take the TESOL, the TEFL program, teaching English to speakers of other languages. Uh, try out one of these programs and then just kind of let it unfold. To those that have been on AYC, Apostolic Youth Corps, probably four or five times. Now, Sunitha Clayton is exempt because who knows? She's probably been on 10 or more AYC trips. But typically, I tell a young person, if you've been on AYC two times, three times, four times, five times, you should take a look at what's going on because that's not happening just by coincidence. There's that that leading of the spirit that keeps on directing a young person to go on AYC. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I like to talk to young people, not about being called to be a global missionary, 
but being called to being a global Christian. And I think it's, there's a difference. Every one of us in the apostolic movement, we can be involved as a global Christian. And we don't have to be so concerned up front about whether or not that means that I'm going to spend a lifetime in me maki mumen, you know, give my life, put myself uh, on a plane, take my coffin with me like they did in the really old days, and don't expect that I'm ever going to return back to North America. I think that it's a, a gradual thing that you go on short-term missions in preparation for long-term missions. But the bottom line is that we all are global Christians. There's five instances of the Great Commission uh, in the Bible. Missions actually starts in the book of Genesis. It goes all the way through the entire Bible, right down to the book of Revelation. So it's not just something that you feel when you see a bunch of flags at a missions conference or at general conference. Uh, it's it's more than that. It's biblical, and mm. we're all called to fulfill the Great Commission. We may not all be called to be a lifetime global missionary. So I like to think in terms of being a global Christian, and also another term uh, which we say in missions these days, being a goer, someone that goes. And I know that you have been uh, on missions trips many times, several times. I've watched uh, some of the social media of some of your trips to Brazil. I know that you're probably itching to be able to travel to some some country. We've tried to catch you before for AIM, and uh, I think we're still in that global Christian stage, so I'm fine with that. As a global Christian, I think that we define a global Christian by looking at several different areas. Global Christians give, they pray, they go, or any combination thereof. Mm. Pray, give, go. I mean, you could also add add send there, but uh, all global Christians can pray. We all can do that. We all can give to other people that have a desire to go, uh, and we can all go and it may be for very short trips, but we all could be involved that way or any combination thereof. So I like to think in terms of global Christians, goers. You know, there are people who say when you leave this building, you're entering the mission field. You may be entering a mission field, but what mission field are we actually referring to? Hmm. That... Uh, you know, there were specific that global missions involvement is involvement that typically takes out outside of the United States and Canada. And all of us can be involved in one way or the other as a global Christian. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, that's so, so many uh, great things right there. That's the, the difference is fascinating that you brought up. Uh, you can be involved in global missions, but it doesn't have to be a lifetime. Right. You know, I am going to be a global missionary. And I, that's, that's an incredible um, probably weight off some people's shoulders and trying to figure out, okay, what am I called to do? I, well, I feel this nudge to global missions, but um, yeah, that, I think that really helps. And, and you guys have, have done an amazing job at, at through a global missions at headquarters to provide these, um, 
kind of stepping stones of different ministries within global missions. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it started with just, you know, one thing you're, you're a missionary if you're part of global missions, but look at 2021, it's, it's really amazing what you all have done. Um, So we know uh, 2020 kind of, it changed everything right for everyone. Um, What, uh, how has COVID kind of altered AIM and um, are we getting back to what the AIM program was in 2019? Are there a lot of differences right now or, or what's going on there? Uh, before COVID in all of our programs, including the associated minister program, which is for licensed ministers of the UPCI that like to go ahead and travel periodically overseas, probably about 800 and some were involved prior to COVID. Uh, A booklet that was just released, I think that it's down somewhat that we're projecting in the 600s. That's still pretty good. There are people being approved on AIM every week. We try to monitor the COVID restrictions of the countries that are receiving AIMers currently so that we don't have aimers or short-termers that are stuck in some country Mm. on their way to the country that they wanted to go to and that they're expending uh, their budget in a place that they never really uh, wanted to go to, didn't really bargain for. And uh, the cost factors even could be quite different. So there has been some adjustment no doubt. I've been surprised that aimers continue to go. So we deal with them often and uh, we ask them to do a double check with us to make sure that the timing is good for them to go to the field. Uh, We also ask them to purchase tickets that are refundable rather than Mm non-refundable so that if they can't go for some reason, then they can actually get their money back or they can change the dates of those tickets. Uh, So yeah, there, there are people going all of the time, not as many as we would like to have go. And obviously you're aware that with things like AYC, there were adjustments again this year because of the COVID uh, restrictions that we were dealing with. And also with the Next Steps program that was supposed to go to Fiji, we had to kind of pivot a bit and quite a bit. And we're uh, having that program here in the United States. And we've adjusted it from an eight-week program to a three-week program where they can still get the three weeks of training and be involved overseas virtually or through Zoom and things like that, but that we actually won't be able to be able to take them uh, this year. So yeah, last year, this year, I would say quite a bit of disruption, but the disruptions just cause us to relook at the way that we do things. Like for example, Global Connections, uh, which we have every two years, Uh, that had to be totally online. There were 1,300 that registered for that event. That's probably three or four times what we would have had if we had it in-house here in St. Louis. It's not the same, but you do the next best thing. So yes, with care, people are still going on the AIM program, the Associate Missionary Program, 
And as you probably are aware, most of our missionaries are still on the global missions field. Hmm. There are a few of them that are here, and uh, those would be because of medical issues or uh, maybe they tried to get back into the country and there are are restrictions that they're dealing with currently. Okay. Yeah, and what you mentioned, uh, Global Connection, that was in October? Yes. Um, And by that time in 2020, I think a lot of people had online experience fatigue and I have to brag on you guys. It was one of the, the best uh, productions for an online conference. It, it felt so engaging. It looked amazing. You guys did an incredible job. Um, Thank you very much. That is because of a great team here at headquarters where you eventually re- reach the place that, you have to trust those that you're working with that they know what they're doing. And uh, some of us may not have known entirely what we're doing right down to the start line, but the Lord blessed and we appreciate those that joined us and appreciate your comments about that today. Absolutely. Yeah, it was so good. Um, so, so thanking global, you've given us a lot of, a lot of things to, um, to apply in our groups. And um, so let's just talk uh, maybe as we kind of wrap up on the global mindset. And you did mention that a a lot of times that comes down from the pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, But what about, um, what if that's not maybe a pastor's strength or focus a lot, and maybe a youth pastor has a burden or a youth pastor does have a student that, that, got that burden from a camp or from an event or, or from, uh, you know, an, an AYC promo, whatever, an aim promo, whatever it might be. Um, how can, how can a youth pastor kind of know what to look out for? Because the reality, sorry, this turned into a long question, but the reality is our youth groups, you know, we're looking into callings, identities. We are going to have future worship leaders, pastors, preachers, evangelists, how do we look out for that global missions calling? And um, what are some things that our youth pastors can help to uh, develop that student in particular? Well, I know that your wife is a school teacher, so she may be familiar with this Latin phrase, in locus parentis. And uh, that means that teachers operate in the place of the parents during school. So there's probably some Latin phrase out there for youth pastors who have a burden uh, for missions. They are operating as an extension of the senior pastor as part of the pastoral team. So they are the ideal people to go ahead and pass on this type of burden and this type of vision. They set the example themselves. So there's that. Hmm help their young people to be aware of what is available. And that really takes a lot of repeat, 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 repeat. We started out with one website. Then we moved to two different websites because people were getting confused. What's the difference between AIM and Next Steps? Now we have several more websites, but we've learned more recently to kind of bring it back in. So we have one website that is the 
one-stop shopping place when it comes to short-term missions, and it's gmstm.net. So when you think about AYC, there's a website for that. There's a website for Next Steps. There's a website for TESO. There's a website for the AIM program. But if you're looking for that one place to send your young people to, send them to gmstm.net because there's all kinds of information there. I think it's very well set up across the top. You see some of the options, AYC, Next Steps, AIM. Even when you go to Youth Congress, pretty well these days, it's all set up so that you see AYC first, then you see Next Steps and AIM Hmm. so that people get that natural progression that's going on between those two ministries that operate here uh, at the headquarters. So gmstm.net, we try to make sure, like, for example, every youth president in the nation, uh, of course, those that are listening by audio, they're not going to see this, but there's this uh, catalog that we have just produced that's being released in the next couple of days where people can look through this. The options are here. Uh, The AIM program, uh, your friend, Sunitha Clayton, her picture's here. Well, I should have started with your friend, Jim Poitras, his picture's here, the signature. Uh, This is going to be available. I think we're sending out like about a thousand of them to youth presidents and board members so that we can get the information out as much as possible. I think those developing a global mindset, one of the things, the social media accounts, even with short-term missions, global connections, the first global connections we had, we did a survey with that. Most people heard about global connections through our uh, social media accounts, and we're pretty strategic when it comes to what we're doing with social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Insta stories, uh, Twitter. I, I hesitated mentioning that because some of the people listening may not, you know, realize, you know, Twitter was one of those things. So we still have Twitter accounts. They're not, it doesn't seem like they're as popular among the young people. And we know that for pictures, we use Instagram and we have two Gen Z people here at headquarters on my team. One of them is 18 and very proactive. The other one's just a tiny bit older. They're students from Urshan College, and we know that they're very familiar with promotions and analyzing the social media. So there's that. The GMSTM and aim to go the number two go.org. You can find things like a Go Center that will give you uh, a whole myriad of things that a whole group of things that could be done, different types of things. It's ministry based. So if someone went to the aimtogo.org account and they went to the Go Center and they were interested in, for example, in music, they could type in music. They don't just have to type in the geographic area, but they could type in music and it will produce a list for them of some of the opportunities because there's so many more opportunities as well. Or if a young person feels that inkling towards missions and they don't know what to do next, then a youth pastor could direct them to our website. And we have missions coaches 
that are available that guide them through the whole process. There's an interest form that asks all kinds of questions. Are you interested in music or carpentry or construction or teaching at a Bible school? Mm. And through that, then uh, we can give a little bit of direction to someone, well, here are some opportunities that are available for the ministry that you have you have mentioned. And I think that that's some of the ways that you develop a global mindset. Read, read biographies by missionaries, read books about missions, uh, get involved in our social media accounts, get, get it in your mind. Because I think you will remember that Brother Sleva, Jim Sleva says, exposure breeds a burden. Yeah, that's or right. Or one other person says, got a call, feed it. So whatever you can do to feed that call. And obviously, starts by being faithful in the local church, getting involved in teaching Bible studies in the local church, being involved under the youth pastor and the pastor in the local church, because you can't really expect that you can just hop overseas and instantaneously you become the eighth or ninth wonder of the world. It starts the, the grooming ground the greenhouse, whatever you want to call it, is the local church. So we develop a global mindset in the local church, taking advantage of uh, some of these some of these things that I mentioned. Yeah, uh, that's so 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 good. So we've got to be global Christians. The youth pastor, if a youth pastor is a global Christian, that'll pass down into the student ministry as well. That's so good. You you mentioned you mentioned uh, books by missionaries. Uh, so as we as we wrap up, if you don't mind, maybe give us a couple book recommendations, and then also tell uh, tell our listeners about your podcast because Reverend Jim Poitras has his own podcast. Well, this is Jim Poitras of the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and we project. And now we're pausing to talk about books. Uh, Sensing God's Direction by Jim Poitras and Bruce Howell. That's a good book. There is a book on short-term missions by Michael Long, who is an associate missionary to France. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the books, it's not a UPC book. It's not an apostolic book per se, but a book that I really like is called The Mind of a Missionary. Books like The Insanity of God, The Insanity of Obedience. Those are good books. Uh, books by, there's a book that is out, Just Say Yes, I think is the name of the book, by Robert K. Rodenbush. Uh, Brother Sism has a book. Um, there's a number of books. You can go to Pentecostal Publishing House. They're actually setting up a landing page on the Publishing House website that will be geared towards short-term missions. Oh, so those wow. are some of the books. Excellent. That's so awesome. Well, Brother Poitras, thank you so much for being here on the podcast with us. So let's be global Christians. We're going to pray, give, go, send, or any combination of those, and uh, we we can change the world together. Amen. Amen. If you don't mind, uh, would you uh, close us out in prayer over our listeners? Lord Jesus, we know that there are people listening to this podcast episode that have a desire to be used of you. They want to know their calling in life. And we know that it's as easy as finding and doing the next right step. I pray that you would direct them 
to the next right step. I pray, oh Lord, that you would raise up an army of young people that would be global Christians, that would have a global mindset that you would use them for your glory and honor. We pray for our youth pastors. We pray for our pastors. We pray, oh Lord, that you would energize them. We thank you for the blessings that they are to the kingdom. We thank you for this podcast, and we thank you for Brother Preston Keller, his life, his ministry, and all he's accomplishing for your glory and honor. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So that's knocked off the bucket list. I've checked it off. I got to speak to Preston Keller. Oh, that's on my bucket list. Thank you so much. Appreciate you much. Absolutely. Have a good one. Tell the family to said hello. I will. God bless. Love you much. Love you. Talk to you later.